Yes, I'm a defensive coach, but I'm going to say this, and we just lost to Andy, but I cut my teeth around Andy Reid, who is a pass first, you throw to win, and that has been my philosophy since day one. Buffalo Bills head coach Sean McDermott there in his exit press conferences from earlier on in the offseason. And that's a quote that got me excited going into this offseason of just, I know a lot of fans, I think even myself, I've had to fight against it a little bit, Josh, where I get worried that he is defensive, of course, to his to his nature. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. he, he is a defensive coordinator. But there's always been this belief, and I've gotten away from it. Fun enough in this year is when I got away from it. But I've gotten away from the belief that because he's a defensive head coach, he wants to run the ball. Like, that's how he wants to win, even though really since he's had Allen, they've been one of the most pass-heavy offenses in football. Yeah. And then there was a lot of, like, well, is that Brian Dable? Like, now that Dable's leaving, are they going to become run-heavy? And then it was Ken Dorsey, and they were still pretty pass-heavy. And then it was, finally, when Brady took over in the interim, they became very run-heavy. I have been somebody that has been saying the reason why they went to that was almost solely due to the talent they had at the receiver position. Yeah, and that's where I was – that's how this all kind of came up because we were talking before the show, and I, I, I agree with you. I think that's why he did it. But that little voice in the back of my head saying, like, well, what if, you know, like, what if that's not why he's doing that? What if he is a run-heavy coach? And and is that something that we have to worry about in terms of, you know, is this what we're going to see the Bills become? And after further investigation, which we will bring up here now, it's not the case. Joe Brady, when he was in LSU, partially because of the talent he had, but he has great talent now on the Bills. Man, that team was so good. But also because I think that's the way he is is extremely pass-heavy. Mm-hmm. We have the stats here. You look at it, and in 2019, which was when Joe Brady was the offensive coordinator for the LSU Fighting Tigers, which we found out that they're called that, which Zach I'm not calling them that. I'm, that. I'm not going to do it. It's it's weird. I don't like it. But anyway, in that for season— For their sakes, I won't call them the Fighting Tigers. <laughs> in that season, Joe Burrow com- uh, attempted 527 passes. Compared to Clyde Edwards-Alaire, their feature back, rushing 215 times in 15 games. Mind you, they were 15-0. and 0. Jamar Chase was their leading receiver with 1,780 yards on 84 receptions. He did that as a sophomore. As a sophomore. Justin Jefferson had more receptions than him at 111, and he only had 1,500 yards. Did a lot of that from the slot too, right? Exactly. So that was a big thing. So that's coming out. So he, that, he did that, a lot of work from the slot. So if anyone out there, if if anyone was worried like I was, you don't have any reason to worry. I mean, sure, we're going to see the run game. I think we're going to see the run game be used, well, I think, which I, think I like because, because you have a talented running back in James Cook. I, yeah. I think I think it would be ridiculous to not get him involved. But like you even hear like those are the top two. But you even see Terrace Marshall Jr. who had forty six catches, six hundred seventy one yards, and thirteen touchdowns. Thaddeus Moss. They're Randy starting, Moss's son. Yeah, their starting tight end had 47 catches, 570, and four touchdowns. Like, right. they got a lot of people involved in the passing game. And like, I think that's my th- – number one, obviously that's my point. I, I think this is the offense Brady wants to run. I think Me this is the offense, uh, to a certain extent, that McDermott wants to run. I think as well, we just didn't get to see what Brady wanted to do at all this year. That was him taking the playbook he had and the talent he had and went, okay, we can't have this be a lost season. Like, that's what their offense became was, we can't have a lost season, 
We can't just do something to do something. We have to figure out a way to win games, even if it's not pretty, even if it's not sexy. We've got to figure out a way to make this not a lost season. I think that was the whole. I think that was the whole plan after they fire Ken Dorsey, is we're six and six. We've got to figure out a way to stay competitive. We have Josh Allen a quarterback. We've got to figure out a way to do this. I will say though, the only thing that does make me think they could become more reliant on the run is the fact that if what we've seen the last two years is that the long ball in passing games has kind of gone away. Baker Mayfield's like one of the few quarterbacks I know this year that actually was very successful throwing the deep ball. Mm-hmm. But for me at least, I still see the short passing game right. with actual guys who can get yak, who have speed, who can turn you know five, six-yard catch into a 15, 20-yard catch in the blink of an eye. I think if you actually have those guys the short passing game just becomes more efficient. It just becomes a better option than the run game, while also, of course, supplementing. I'm not saying get away from the run game entirely, but my thing is, like, I, I and I know, and I know defenses are changing. Look what Kansas City did, and they right. were able to basically shut down the deep ball. They kind of did against Buffalo. Buffalo had three pretty good shots there, and they just weren't caught. But also, to be fair... Allen missed some late in the season as well. Like right. It's not just yeah. the final game. Well, and also, too, with the way we were looking at Brady's stats here, because like I said, I was a little worried that, you know, what if Brady goes run heavy instead of pass mm-hmm. heavy? Because we're all on the wide receiver train. We're all ready for wide receiver to be something that the Bills finally get, and it's it's fun, you know? But looking at these numbers, because you, you were just talking about, like, the short passes compared to the long passes. Say the Bills draft Brian Thomas Jr., right? Mm-hmm. He is a guy that can, you know, stretch the field. He can go down the line and get deep. But if you have him doing that, while you also have then Khalil Shakir, Stephon Diggs, Dalton Kincaid, and even James Cook available short, then then you have multiple options. You have so many different routes to go. And I just I, I don't think they had that at all this year. Right. I, I, I don't and think they had really many options at all. Because this year you had Diggs is your deep guy, mm-hmm. and Davis is your deep guy, and then just Shakir and Kincaid in the slot, and then kind of James Cook every once in a while, but James Cook was having his drop issues, mm-hmm. Davis wasn't getting involved at all, Diggs had his issues, and then you just kind of were relying on Kincaid and Shakir to do, and this is just in the passing game, because Cook was great in the run game, but when you look at these stats that that Brady helped these LSU guys put up, and again, it's a different team, it's a different time, you know, whatever, but... One guy that you brought up, Justin Jefferson, had 1,500 yards on 111 receptions in the slot primarily, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is if you want to see Diggs in a more short game role, that's where he's going to be. If you want to see Shakir get used more, that's where he's going to be. Kincaid was a great player in the slot this year. So yeah, once, once they started using him, he was fantastic. So now if you add in a wide receiver that can get deep, and it is he is a deep ball threat like Brian Thomas Jr., like... I don't know who's another big receiver, like tall big receiver, like Adonai Mitchell or Xavier. Where one of those two is like kind of taller. Right? Adonai, he's about six three. Yeah. So if you get a receiver like that, you can turn them into your deep threat, and then that in turn opens up these other factors. And then also you have your star rookie wide receiver down the down deep, and you have a quarterback that can throw him the ball. Mm-hmm. So I think, in conclusion, <laughs> Brady just didn't have enough options. And I, I feel like we've all kind of known that, but maybe, you know, it's creeped back into some people's minds like it has with me. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just wanted to put that out there because I, I, for one, was like worried about that for whatever reason at one point. Mm-hmm. But 
looking at this, it's it's going to be kind of you know it's it's not going to be a worry. Yeah, all right. Because like I, I it's it's funny because like I was going to come in here saying you know Brady's going to run it more, and then after looking at this, I just kind of like debunked my own take. Like <laughs> like looking at these well, stats, but, but I think like it, it, it's fair to to bring up. I mean, yeah, and and like I said, I want to see them run mm-hmm. it because James Cook was great, and and Ty Johnson was also really good, like, in yeah. the role he was used in. You know, and so speaking on that, like, and that's the thing where, like, I am I want them to get better to their passing game, but I think that's maybe the thing that's impressed me most with with Joe Brady is that he seemed to unlock something with the run game that we haven't really had in a few years here. I mean, James Cook, for all his issues in the passing game, which a lot of drops and, and, and such, I mean, he was very, very effective in the, in, in the run game. And Ty Johnson kind of came out of nowhere. And now as somebody I would not be against at all bringing back on a one-year deal to keep him going, to keep just that that unit going, and just have Allen be like the short yards running back. I have no problem with that. I think it works. And our own Brian Kozio just sent me uh, Warren Sharp's tweet about the percentage of running uh, running back runs that did not gain yards. Jacksonville's at the top of that list at 25%. That's staggering. Buffalo is the lowest team, 13%. So more than any team in the NFL, they were gaining yards when their running backs were running the ball. Hmm. And so while, yes, I'm worried that they're going to go away from the pass game a little bit, I think they did show you, though, they've got something on that offense that if they can just add a few more pieces in that receiver room, which I think they're going to need to, of course. I I do think they're going to have Gabe Davis walk, and I think they are going to add guys in to the offense. They've shown they can work the run game, and I think it is still true to a certain extent, that having a good running game or having a good passing game will open up the other one. Unless right. so on yeah. play action opens up the uh, opens up the run game, or, or you know, I'm you know I'm less so on that. But while yes, I know the NFL is changing. Elite quarterbacks still win games. Patrick Mahomes and their defense was why they won games. It was not their running game. Yes, there are teams that are built better for that. Baltimore is, is a very run heavy team. Philadelphia was very good as a run team. San Francisco is another one, mm-hmm. but I, I'm, I'm at a point like I'm okay if they go a little bit more to the run because it works and they were showing it worked. My fear throughout this run here was that I didn't think they had enough weapons in the in the passing offense, and it did show in that divisional round against Kansas City, where you yeah. had too many drops in key spots that would have been big plays that you had for a number of years. But as we've talked about this year, I, I mean. Have they really even replaced John Brown? Right. And yeah, that was that was the big talking point we had earlier in the week of like, you're still trying to replace a 30-year-old receiver that at the time was your premier receiver, mm-hmm. but you're still trying to replace him. Like, and you can't. You've you've tried to go out and do it in free agency. You've tried to say, you know, these rookies that we drafted in like the fourth, fifth, sixth round are gonna be fine. They're gonna come up and they're gonna do something eventually. And you could kind of say Gabe Davis did that, but he didn't. He mm-hmm. isn't consistent enough with it. And now is the time where it's, okay, well, we tried to get in free agency with Harfield, or Harfield, Hardy and Sherfield. It's good that you just combined them. That's yeah, good. I do that with uh, Poyer and Hyde all the time, too. It's fun. Um, <laughs> but, but you tried to do it in free agency. That didn't work. It's like, okay, your only option left is going to get one high in the draft, not even first round, second round, third round, somewhere in there where they're going to be an impact immediately. Yeah. And I think... Looking at these numbers and looking at what they did or what they wanted to do anyway, at least in the beginning of the season, it's very clear that they're going to you know, continue this trend towards 
passing stuff, even though it was very run-heavy at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. I put it to Twitter in the break. We'll read some of your responses after a quick timeout. You are listening to the Northtown Automotive Extra Point Show, brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at Northtown. Shop online at NorthtownAuto.com. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt, hanging out with you until noon here on a Friday. You're listening to the Extra Point Show, and this is WGR.